Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh, I sure will. A good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey, man. Got a radio show. How good is God, huh? Think about it. Just take a slight inventory of your own life and say it to yourself when you get through. How good is God, huh? Think of all the small things. All Because that's him. You breathing, that's him. You still here, that's him. You got another chance, that's him. You ain't out of here, that's him. You got any measure of health, that's him. You think there's more to it than it really is, than it already showed up to be, that's him. All of that. You got any dreams or aspirations? You dream of other things, that's him. All that, that's him. That's him. Them clothes you got, that's him. Every time you eat, that's why they had this thing called you say your grace, that's him. See, that's him, man. That's him. It's amazing when you take small inventory, how you find out how big God really is in your life. Now, the more you turn yourself over to him, the bigger he can be for you. See, he'll only be as big as you let him. It's one thing about God now. He's a gentleman. He can make you do anything. You know, you get too big for him. You know, you, 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 you lose your humbleness. He can humble you now. God created man with the power of choice. We're the only creature he created that he gave us the total power of choice. When we mate, who we mate with, you know, everything, all of it, man. It's a choice. What we want to be, how much we want to make, where we want to live, what climate we want to live in. We can live in cold climates, hot climates. You know, we speak different languages. You can go learn another language. A bear can't do nothing but be a bear. He can't go learn how to be a fox. 
He can't go learn how to be an otter. He just can't. An ostrich is an ostrich, man. He can't come out here and fight like a lion. A lion is a lion. A lion eat meat. He can't eat vegetables. I don't care how much meat ain't around. He'll lay down and pull up out of here and die because he can't eat grass. He's just a lion, man. You, you understand this? That God gave us. We are the one creature he created that has total power of choice. You can make every decision in your life. What kind of watch you like? That's the one you can buy? You want to live in Switzerland? Go ahead. You don't like Switzerland? You can move to Miami. You want to live your life of crime? Go ahead. That's you. He gave you the power of choice. You want to do right? Come on. So now, look at this thing. We are all the results of a, of a series of decisions that we have made. If we could just identify that the problem is us, we could begin the solution. See, that's the problem, y'all. It's us. It's what we do. I threw my life down the hill. I can't tell you how many years based on some decisions that I was making. Now, I can justify my decision when I wasn't happy and I was doing this and I was in misery and y'all on that. Yeah, 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 Steve, when you get through, you made the decisions, though. Hey, you can look at this any way you want to, y'all, but at the end of the day, I'm just talking to people that's really, really wanting to improve their position in life. And how do you do that? You got to have a solution. How do you come up with a solution? You got to identify the problem to even begin to solve it. But if the problem ain't ever you, how you gonna solve something that ain't you? See, okay, let me look at it this way. If somebody say, like, I got a child of mine, man, I just do right here, man. I, I don't even want to get into it this morning. Boy, I'm struggling with this, this boy. I, but man, you, you go to people, you ask them why they do something. I just did. I just wasn't taking care of business. Why? I just didn't take care of business. Boy, do you understand that your life is going to be filled with you got to take care of business? So when you going to start? You know, man, you can't, you can't, you, you can't go through life blaming everybody. It's got to be you. See, you can fix you. You can't fix nobody else. If you keep getting married and the marriages don't work, hello, hello, hello. Could it be you? See, I finally had to sit down and just make that decision. Ain't no need of me coming on the radio talking about nobody else and what they did to me and y'all just don't know. No, 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 man. What about the part you played in? Because, see, if you got a good marriage, you got a part to play in that. If you got a bad one, you got a part to play in that. Even if it just get down to you the one picked them. How about that, Mr. Mr. I made a decision? The problem is usually within yourself. Do you know that's the quickest and easy way to fix your life? That way you ain't got to check with nobody. Here's the beauty of going on and admitting that it's you. You don't have to check or clear it with nobody to start the repair process. You don't need anybody's permission. You ain't got to put it before the review board to see if it'll pass. It ain't got to go through Congress. You ain't got to hope that your uh, local politician get their hands on it and make a phone call for you. You ain't got to ask any counselors to come in and sit with you. You don't have to check in the rehab. All you got to do is decide. The problem is me. 
I'm going to start changing me. Identify the problem and start with the part that you can own up to. Once you identify the problem, you can start planning on how to fix it or how to get to accomplishing something. But remember this, planning is important. If you fail to plan, then please plan to fail. If you don't know how to make a plan, let's just start with the basics. Just make a list of what you want. Make this list and then go to God in prayer with an open mind. And open your mind up to all the clean opportunities that are available. Here's why a lot of people won't succeed. Because certain opportunities come along, you don't want to do them. That kills me, man, when I hear people, I ain't doing that. I know young comedians that come to me all the time talking about, man, what you not? I say, man, just take every gig you can. No matter what it pay, well, l- l- listen to me, son. You can go make that money that it pay, or you can make the decision to sit at home and make no money. It's comedy hard business. They ain't paying but $100. You got to drive 50 miles. But if you drive 50 miles and you make the 100 and you stand on that stage for 30 minutes, You are now 30 minutes better than you was the last time you went on stage. Oh, man, man, they don't pay me. I ain't coming. You ain't finna be a comedian, man. Not not, not like this here. A lot of people just don't want to do what's necessary to do. So when the opportunity presents itself and you open up your mind to it, man, then get ready to go on and do it, man. Identify your problem today. Start with the part. That's you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be about it this morning. Steve Harvey Morning Show, alive and well, full of energy, fire, funkification, electricity, and gubernatorialness. Oh, that was different, man. You see how I got political right there? Okay. Yeah. Now, I can't repeat that word because I made it up. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where that came from or where you're going to put it. But I said it. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Good morning, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve Harvey, sir. One and only caller for real. Uh, Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? Ain't nothing but a G thing, Junior boy. Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. What up, fool? Big doggy dog. We up in here. Let's get it. Let's get after it. Yeah, man. Well, it's a lot first going day on, back. Right? Shooting Family Feud. First day mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Back I'm stateside. Mm-hmm. Living my best the, life. Uh, how was the audience? Can you talk about that? Yeah, the they ain't there. The yeah, a little shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ain't gonna lie to well, you. A lot of game shows. They what? Oh, they I walked shows. out there, I said, where the hell everybody at? <laughs> <laughs> they came in my dressing room out here in L.A. Mm-hmm. They just said, we're gonna be a little thin, Mr. Harvey, but I think you'll still be able to have a good time. You know, they just hard to get audience right now. Yeah, wow. a lot you know, of them that, like that's Jeopardy. a very real, mm-hmm. real situation. And uh, Corona is real. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a lot to that, you know. Yeah, but you know, people are reacting. You know, they got them. They got them stirred up. So, 
you know, the pandemic is real, you know. Hmm. So I think the panic is setting in pretty deep. It's affecting a lot of stuff, you know, stock market, travel. Yeah. Yes. uh, Cruise ships, islands. You know, one of the contestants today, we were talking all just, you know, how you ask them questions and she was going, well, me and my husband, in August, we gonna take a cruise and the whole audience went, oh, gas. The whole audience gasped, a cruise ship. That's like uh, saying, cruise. hey, I'm gonna sign up and see why I go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you're not gonna do is get me on the ship. I think I'm done with the ships, man. I yeah. think I'm done. That's best move, Tom. Just... I think I'm done. Yeah, no, too many people in closed the, environment for that like industry. that. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. a great industry. Yeah. Well, it it's it's yeah, but they're the going to be losing money is what she's saying. Yeah, and jobs. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's a lot that happens, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, the cruise, cruise line industry was taking a little bit of a hit anyway from just some of the other things. Mm-hmm. But there's some good just cruise lines industry. out there that's really safe and, and everything. That's just... I think the scare right now is going to hold some people off for a minute, you know, and things will balance back out eventually. I don't know if it's going to be sooner or later because I don't know where they're going with this thing. Well, Steve, uh, I mean, we just got to pray and, you know, keep doing what we can do. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, it is time, Steve, for the chief love officer to come through and take the mic. Uh, He will be here to answer your questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for the Chief Love Officer, the CLO, answering your questions. Ready, Steve? Ready. This one is from Marissa from Greenville, Mississippi. She says, I am 28 years old, and I have a 29-year-old boyfriend that just might be the perfect man for me if his breath wasn't so Mm. foul. (laughs) She said, I prayed for a good man, and I believe this is who God sent me. Mm -hmm. But God forgot to fix his bad breath first. Mm -mm. Is this an easy fix? And if so, how do I tell him without ruining his ego? Well, you're going to have to hurt him now. (laughs) There ain't no soft way to be you got bad breath. You know, it really is really not. He's going to take a hit. But. It, I don't know how long you've been dating him, but this is something where you can just say, hey, look, I really, really care for you. Oh, my God, I think you're absolutely fabulous. But I want you to just think about something. Your breath is a little strong. Just use the word strong. Don't say stank or funky or smell like hot garbage. Don't be in there, you know, talking about, you know, your mouth smell like, you know, like, like outdoor. You know, <laughs> outhouse. No, don't. Who say outhouse? I've told some people like that. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Uh, your breath smell like a sewage pipe. You don't have to go there. So what you want to do is you want to say, listen to me, sweetie. I really care about you, and I love you a lot. I think you're a fabulous guy. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but your breath is a little strong. Now, do do you do you want me to help you make a dentist appointment? Because if you you got to get this corrected out because I, your career, your job, I don't want anything to happen to you because people may be talking about you behind your back. Has anybody ever said this to you? Well, no, nah, anybody said it to me. Okay, well, I'm saying it to you because I care about you. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you have to be. He's a man. 
he'll be okay. His ego going to be a little bit bruised, yes, but his ass going to get up in there and start testing himself. A lot of guys, so most people got bad breath, they don't even know it. Yeah, Because ain't nobody got up close enough to tell them. Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't say nothing to him. Because most people so I know with bad breath. If he a different way, what you supposed to do then if he reacts I mean, well, hold on. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I care about you. I didn't tell you this mm-hmm. to start a fight or an argument. I told mm-hmm. you this to bring us closer together. I want to be closer to you. And I don't want nothing coming between us right now. What's wrong with my breath? See, now what you going to do huh? now, baby? Baby. <laughs> baby. You going to stop with all them W's huh? and all them P sounds. And you going to stop all that pushing air out. <laughs> That's what well, I need you to do. Why I got to stop? Why? Because look at my eyebrows. So you see them in my hands? I want them on my face. Okay, Shirley, next question. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right, this is from Dantes from Waco, Texas. Go ahead, Says, um, Yeah, Dantes, right? Uncle Steve, I loaned a young lady I was dating $1,000 about six months ago to help her pay some bills, and she promised to pay me back. I broke up with her last month because she is trifling and planned a trip to Florida with her girls for spring break, knowing she still owes me money. What kind of advice can you give me so I can get my money from this woman? Well, listen to this now. The key word in this sentence, uh, Dantes, what's his name? Yeah, Dantes. Dantes, you said she's trifling. Now, you tried to help the woman out by giving her some money for her bills. She said she'd pay you back. But she didn't already went on spring break with some friends. She's not going to pay you back. Now, you can spend a lot of time going after this girl and burn a lot of energy up. Or you can do like I do when people owe me money. I buy them out of my life. And sometimes you just have to purchase them away from you. Yeah. Ain't no lesson like that? a bought lesson. And you've so paid for this lesson. First no. of all, that's right. And you've you've given somebody some money who you should not have trusted. Mm-hmm. Or, now let's be real too, Dantes. You gave her money because you was on it. Yes, sir. You and gave her money because you was sleeping with her. Yeah, that's why I do it. Yeah. That's Tell why you Jr. gave her money. Junior. Yeah. Junior. Come no, on, for real. Young Junior. Yeah. No, for yeah. real. Young Junior, oh, old Tommy. That's yeah. that's why. Cuz you were sleeping with her and you that's why you gave her the money. Now you're not sleeping with her back and you want the money. But if you were still sleeping with her, you wouldn't be sweating about the money. Mm-hmm. Let's just have an honest over. conversation. There you go, big dog. You exactly So right. now, it's over. Write it off. Lost mm-hmm. column. Don't do it again. Right. But you're going to spend a lot of energy chasing person Mm -hmm. that you can't track down for money. Because all you got is small claims court. That's it. And then you got to have paperwork. Something that says she was going to pay you back. That, oh, I promised to pay you back. That's he said, she said. I thought he gave it to me since we were sleeping together. You don't want that to be said in court. Okay. Let it go, Dante. All right. All right, Steve, this is from Douglas from Salisbury, Maryland. It says, uh, I'm a 25-year-old man, and my girlfriend is 15 years older than me. Our relationship is amazing except for one problem. My girlfriend's daughter wants me. She is 21 years old, and she's gorgeous. When I'm over at the house, she will flirt and or flash her breasts at me when her mom isn't around. I'm getting more and more tempted to see what's up with my girlfriend's daughter. How can I get this girl to leave me alone, Steve? 
Okay, first of all, sir, let's have a real conversation. You didn't write this letter to find out how to leave her alone because you said you're getting more to more tempted to see what's up with this girl. You've said your, your relationship is amazing. You don't really mean that there's something wrong with it because this 21-year-old girl is tempting it, and the 21-year-old girl don't care for the relationship. And it's her mama. She trifling. If you go with her, you're going with a trifling person. But you tempted because you ain't really sold on your mama. You said it's amazing, but it really ain't, dog. Good luck, partner. <laughs> All right, Good Steve. Luck. You can go lie to, to everybody, but you can't lie to Uncle Steve. Go to SteveHarveyFM.com and submit your questions for the CLO. Coming up next, it is the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news. And in trending entertainment news, Halle Berry is related to Republican Sarah Palin. Don't tell nobody else that. Don't tell nobody else that. <laughs> it's right there in the paper. And I don't Gail see King, no resemblance. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and Gail King talked to Oprah about the backlash. Well, of course she would. That's her BFF. From the Lisa Leslie Kobe Bryant interview, we'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. Halle Berry is related to Sarah Palin right now. Don't no. tell nobody else that. Okay. They ain't even the same type of fine. What? Mm-mm. Okay. Right Mm-mm. now, it is the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? You gave wrong directions to my sister's grave. <gasps> what? You gave wrong directions to my sister's grave. Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Thank you for calling Cemetery, how may I help you? Uh, my name is Frederick Stammer. They're down at Tamara Mc... Let me see if she's in the office. One moment, please. Thank you. It just don't, it don't make sense. But all to go out there like we did, and then they're running into these type of problems. That Hello? Don't have. Hello? Hello? Listen, my name is Frederick Stammer. Okay. Now, my sister's... This step is buried out there. Okay. And we come out there last week on Monday to come out there and pray over the the, uh, the space where she is. Now, you is the one that told us that it was a few spaces away from the mausoleum. Now, we got out there and prayed over my sister Francis's burial and found out that we was in the wrong space. And they say you is the one that told it to us. Sir, I don't even know what you're talking about. The Jew is the one that told us that my sister Francis... I don't give out spaces. I'm in the administrative office. I don't know where you work. All I know is you was the one that told us this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You was the one that my grandbaby said that she talked to the woman named Tamara. And you had us out there standing over some white man's body and it wasn't Sir, right. I'm not a counselor, so I can't tell you where a space is. So... Your granddaughter lied to you. Ain't nobody lied to me. Not you had us out there in the wrong space. I couldn't Pre- have had you in the wrong space because I don't even know the cemetery. You know what? I'm going to send my grandbaby up there to talk to you. Okay. I'll be here till 5. You're very mischievous. You know that? I'll be here till 5 o'clock. You, you have a good day. No, you don't you hang up this phone on me. You have a good day. No, I'm not going to have a good day. You had me praying over my sister Francis' body and it was the wrong one. And we're sitting there praying over this white man's body. It wasn't right. Hello? I'm listening to you. You don't have an apology or nothing? Because I know I didn't tell your granddaughter where a space was. Then what did you tell her? 
I don't even know who your granddaughter is. What do you mean? The Simmons family. We were not there. I don't know who the Simmons family is. It's not Simmons. It's Simmons. Simmons. I don't know a Simmons family. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not a counselor. I don't even deal with families. Here's what I need you to do. Can you go out there and pray over my sister's body? I don't know where your sister is buried. It's supposed to have been six spaces away from the mausoleum. I don't... Are there any spaces? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it at? Section two. Section two? We was in section two, but it was some white man. We was... That, that, it, it wasn't my sister Francis. Okay, I don't even know who your sister Francis is. I do not even know where section two is. Whoever came into the cemetery and said that they spoke to me, they probably did speak to me, and I probably got the information from a counselor, but I never showed them exactly where the spot was. So if they were out there praying over your sister and they were in the wrong spot, that's not my problem. They're praying over some white man. That's not my problem, sir. If you gave the wrong, the wrong spot. If you gave the wrong information, it is just my limit. I, I don't give the wrong information. Tamara, I told them, yes, she's in section two. But me, I did not physically go out there and point to the spot to tell them to pray over that spot. Let me explain what I'm trying to, to, to stop from happening. If my people come up there, it's going to be some more bodies getting buried. And I don't want nobody to get okay, hurt. Okay, I mean, your family can come up here. It's not going to be no more bodies being buried. What they can do is come up here and write, and we can conversate about this. But it's not going to be an uproar up here. I want you to go out there and you pray over Francis's body. I'm not going out to pray over nobody's body. You it's, ain't not, got, it's not you my ain't. family member. I didn't tell them the wrong information. Do they you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? I dearly do. Then you ought to have some sympathy. I want you to bow your head right now. No, I'm going to um, end this conversation because I have other work to do. Now, if they want to come in and talk to me, I will be here until 5 o'clock. Can I say one more thing before you go? You can say one more thing, and I'm ending the call. Okay. This nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, you just got pranked, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You are crazy, okay? Your sister Tamika set you up, baby. And you just got it, baby, from nephew Tommy. <laughs> Boy, you were standing your ground. You like, uh uh-uh, no. Nah. Just because you went and prayed over the wrong body, that don't mean nothing. I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> All right, check it out. You got to tell me one thing. What's the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> come on, come on. Get a prank yeah. or something. Yeah. Give the prank of some directions to my sister. Oh, don't give him <laughs> nothing. Right. Don't give him nothing. Give me all. I need all that, Carl. I need all that. They're gonna give you some like king of pranks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight stupid. Uh, even more than this, come Saturday night, I'm in the Gump, baby, Ooh. Montgomery, Alabama, at the Montgomery Performing Arts Center, baby. Tickets on sale right now. They almost gone, so you better get it, for it won't be no more. Because I will be saying, sold out. Yes, sir. Montgomery, Alabama. Here I come laying in the cut. Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington Improv. I'll be on my way. It is April Fool's Night, and all fools are supposed to work on April Fool's. So I am the head fool. So (laughs) I'm going to have some more fools with me, but come on out and get some of this foolery for the nephew. Dayton, Ohio, you laying in the cut, baby. Go ahead, Sharon. 
All right, thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, some entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, well, after finding out a Republican politician is part of her family tree, Halle Berry said, you can't sit with us. On Saturday, the Oscar-winning <laughs> actress uh, re- reacted to a Twitter thread from Daily, Be- Daily Blast Live. Uh, the outlet was listing off celebrities and politicians that are related to each other, like Bernie Sanders and Larry David, Kerry Washington and Colin Powell, Hillary Clinton wow. and Madonna. Also on the list was Halle Berry. Uh, who is apparently connected somehow to one-time vice president uh, candidate Sarah Palin. Harry tweeted back, she may be on the tree, but she ain't invited to the cookout. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Wow. You would not be getting these ribs, okay? I can see Russia from my backyard. That's not coming over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's your kinfo? Yeah. But I, I really thought we had let that go. I guess not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way to step up, Hallie. I'm, I'm there you not. You go, Hallie. <laughs> you ain't come to the family reunion. <laughs> you can't Larry even David sit at the kids' table. Is, yeah, Larry David and Bernie Sanders is the exact same They're person. They're one of the same. Right. <laughs> yeah, they really are. That's <laughs> Larry <laughs> David campaigning. That's right. It is. Okay. You're, right. You're right on the money with that one, kid. Junior Spence. Yeah. I love that. Back to Halle Berry, though. (laughs) Always back to Halle. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. How how are they? I wonder how Mm. how are they related? That would be great to find out. I hope it's like fourth or fifth cousin. We don't eat green bean casserole at this cookout. Yeah, it's so far down (laughs) on the tree that it doesn't really count. Yeah. Mm. Come over here with this green bean casserole. One more time. I know this heifer ain't walked in here with some stovetop stuffing. Is that what she did? (laughs) Is this pecan? You know, Halle Berry. But Halle uh, doesn't sound like she's a joke right here. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. This does not sound That's like she's right playing. There. I love her. <laughs> I love Halle yeah. Berry. She's so beautiful. You don't love yeah. her like I do. No, I, mean, I don't. You were on the plane with her, and you couldn't and even speak scared. to her. So Yes, I was yeah. scared. That's my so. scariest moment. It, it'll never happen again. We, I better not see her again. Mm-hmm. What you going to do if you see yeah. her? Yeah, what you going to do? Uh, Say hi? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I'm nervous That's what by you just do. asking me that. Uh-huh. I don't know what, what you're going to do. You want to meet yeah, my better wife? not happen again. <laughs> well, also in entertainment news, guys. Hold up, Gail Junior. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, Shirley. Junior, God ain't going to do that to me. He ain't going to let me meet Hallie and, and my wife there. No, he ain't going to do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, don't think? do that to oh, me. Oh, that's what you think? <laughs> You think you ain't gonna meet that with your God wife. don't do stuff like that. Nah. Well, I bet you she come up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as I was saying, uh, scary Tommy. Uh, <laughs> Gail King finally talked to her BFF Oprah about the whole backlash she got, um, you know, with the famous Lisa Leslie interview concerning Kobe. Um, During Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour in Denver, Gail told Oprah that she has uh, moved on from the backlash, but there is a scab there. Gail went on to say, I have put my big girl pants on and my game face and moved on. Gail also said it was painful, but a learning curve. So, uh-huh. yeah, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, it. it's time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. 
Thank you very much, everybody, and good morning. The number of coronavirus cases has continued to climb while the stock markets continue to fall. In fact, shares on Wall Street saw their worst one-day sell-off yesterday since the financial crash of 2008. Officials say the stock freefall was due to investors' concerns about the virus cutting off trade and travel dollars, as well as a steep drop in the price of oil. Unfortunately, the number of coronavirus cases has spiked again in Italy, which has become the hardest-hit country outside of China. Nearly 1,800 new cases have been confirmed, bringing the total number of cases of uh, the COVID-19 to over 9,000, 9,000, with a death toll at 463. The overwhelming majority of the infections are in northern Italy, which is pretty much now on lockdown. Residents are being asked to stay home. Public gatherings are banned. Soccer matches even suspended. And freedom of movement basically sharply curtailed in northern Italy. Meanwhile, the cruise ship that has been held off the California coast near San Francisco, the Grand Princess, docked in Oakland yesterday with 21 people who tested positive for the coronavirus. And now the roughly 3,500 other people on board are being offloaded slowly, tested and expected to be quarantined for the next two weeks, not on board, but on other places on on mainland. Those on board are said to be from many different states, by the way, and some 50 countries, some of them have to be flown back to those countries. The whole process is expected to take at least another two days. The next round of primary voting takes place today in six states, including Idaho, Missouri, Michigan, Washington State, and Mississippi. North Dakota also, but they're doing the caucus thing. Uh, There are now 352 delegates up for grabs. Right now, Joe Biden has 664 delegates. Uh, Sanders about 573. So it's still, you know, kind of a contentious kind of race there. Bernie Sanders was endorsed yesterday by former primary rival Marianne Williamson and Congresswoman Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. Jesse Jackson also endorsed Bernie Sanders. You know, Sanders endorsed him when he ran for president back in 1988, and he decided to really repay that favor. Cory Booker told CBS this morning that although he really likes Sanders a lot, that in this case, though, he's throwing his support behind Joe Biden. I know from talking to him that some of my biggest issues, like criminal justice reform, uh, like racial justice, like economic justice, uh, that he is going to be a strong leader on that and can actually pull the country together, the kind of coalitions we need to actually make progress in those areas. So I know he is a leader, not just to beat Donald Trump, but to bring honor back to that office. Well, Swedish actor Max von Sydow has died at age 90, and he was most recently in Game of Thrones. He was the three-eyed raven who taught the crippled young son of Ned Stark into, you know, looking the past and all that. Finally, the fears around the coronavirus quickly spread all over the world. Australia's just announced its first confirmed case, touching off a wave of panic buying two women fighting over a roll of toilet tissue the other day. Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The World Health Organization is concerned that the coronavirus is a real threat of a pandemic. And um, as all of Italy goes on lockdown, the total number of cases has surpassed 106,000, including more than 3,800 fatalities. Over 60,000 patients are reported to have recovered. The Italian prime minister said the move was taken in order to protect the population. Italy has the most cases so far of any 
European country. The World Health Organization has called on all countries to continue efforts that have been effective in limiting the number of cases and slowing the spread of the virus. The global and stock markets have plunged amid the coronavirus fears. And yeah. Shirley, let me add this too: those numbers that you gave, that's worldwide. That's just mm-hmm. not yeah. in Italy. So this right. is, uh, wow, I just, this is serious. Yeah, yeah this is, really um, is. Yeah, you got to take mm-hmm. it seriously. You know, um, mm-hmm. now look. Mm-hmm. That's right. Are people, are people profiting from this? Absolutely. People profit from war? Absolutely. Mm. But we still have to be smart. You know, if you're around somebody that coughing and all this here, move away. I mean, you know, but everybody that coughs ain't cause they got corona. Sometimes your throat tickle, you know, mm-hmm. don't panic. Just be sensible and do the smart thing. You know, everybody say, wash your hands, use sanitizer. Just stay conscious, man. Do what they, Just keep. Yeah, do what the health experts say to do. But around me, three coughs to get your ass whooped. I'm just telling you. <laughs> what? Crazy? Three coughs the, around me gonna get your ass whooped. It's three. I'm How did sorry. you arrive at three? Yeah. I'm going to let them first two slide. But now that third one, you know your ass but ain't going to be out the house. You know that. Now, what he mean, folks, is this. This ain't the three. <coughs> that ain't going to get your ass whooped. It's. Mm-hmm. <coughs> one, one. That. Can one. y'all talk a little bit? That's one. Mm-hmm. <coughs> For real, for real, dude. That's That's two. two. For real. Now, now, now that next one, that'll be the one. And we watch it, (laughs) and we keep in track. (coughs) Then the ass whooping starts. Boom. Stop. (laughs) So just under your breath, you're just counting the coughs, huh? Yes, you count them. Yeah, sure. The first, first cough. And how they sound, down. according to Steve, it's yeah. how you cough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your Pain. fist is balled up on the second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that third one cough. Yeah, just swinging. Straight for the juggler. Well, I saw a dude on the lot. You know how you walk with your shirt around your waist? Mm-hmm. He unwrapped his shirt and coughed into his shirt three times. I said, because he knew. Let me muffle this sound you. right here before I get put out this damn park. He took his shirt off and coughed into it. He said, because I, I already know if somebody hit this, my ass is out of work. All right, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, some trending political news. The president is tweeting again. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending political news, Donald Trump is at it again. The president tweeted, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren single-handedly destroyed the Bernie Sanders campaign by stripping voters away from his count back on Super Tuesday. He lost states that he easily would have won if she had dropped out three days earlier. The DNC is doing it to Bernie again. Will he get mad? Question mark. Hmm. That's this guy. No, listen to me. He is the most amazing thing. He wants nothing more than Bernie Sanders to run. That's it. So he can start screaming socialism. Uh That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, not, not, he know what the Democrats is doing. Uh All your job should be is getting reelected, but this is part of his strategy. Will he get mad? Because he's already heard Bernie say that the Democratic Party is against him. Because he knows he's so far to the left. Right. Now listen, 
I don't care if you vote for Bernie Sanders. I really, really don't. I don't care if you vote for Biden. I really, really don't. But whoever the candidate is, we have to get out and vote for somebody. All black people are not going to vote for Biden. All of them are not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. And some of them will vote for Donald Trump. That's a fact. Yeah. But if the masses get out and vote, you can bring about a serious change in this coming election, period. That's all I'm going to say. No, I ain't all I'm going to say. I'm lying. I'm going to be begging y'all right up until poll day to (sighs) get registered and go vote. Please, baby, please. Please. For sure, Steve. Mm -hmm. But you know why I'm going to push so hard? Because I want everybody to vote especially African Americans mm-hmm. I want you to understand why all of them are courting your vote yes 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 why are they all sitting up in your churches all of a sudden on Sunday yeah, yeah and they've yeah. started they've started they've yeah, they started why is everybody trying to come up with a way to get to black Donald Trump has figured it out if he gets 12 percent of the African American vote he in the White House. You're in. They've yeah, already said it. Mm-hmm. So he, he's come up with a slogan called Woke. Woke. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his whole slogan is, is called say? Woke now. That's called some blacks on his campaign mm-hmm. came up with Woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Stay Woke. Yeah, stay woke. yeah, of yeah. course, from Stay Woke. Yeah, bro, mm-hmm. ain't, ain't, there's no white staff member came up with that. <laughs> hey, no. Let's try woke. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> In other trending news, guys, former presidential Democratic candidates Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are both now endorsing Joe Biden, who was, of course, once their rival. Uh, they want him for the Democratic presidential nominee. Uh, also, get ready for another Democratic primary uh, delegate showdown. Bernie. Sanders and Joe Biden. They're going to be fighting for delegates in six states, including Michigan, Mississippi, and Missouri. So people, please, Steve, come on, do some of that begging right now. Please, 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 just vote. Please, I beg you, please, 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 just vote. Baby, I said, I, I want you vote. Please don't vote. Baby, go and vote. Please, please go vote. Baby, I'm begging you to go vote. Please, please go vote. It's a I want you to vote. Please, please go vote. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> that was good, Steve. You got to get out of the after that Thank now. He poured his heart into that. He'd yes, be he did. here all week. All right, coming up next, <laughs> uh, the nephew in the building with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject he wants to tell my fiance about us. What, what, do what's happening? Don't do that. <laughs> he wants to tell my fiance about us. 
Uh, but That's right now, book. nephew in the building. We'll talk about the strawberry letter. We'll get into it. Nephew in the building right now with today's prank phone call. What do you have for us today, Neff? Let's have it. Your wife's mm. doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. Your wife's okay. doctor. That doesn't sound too badly. Okay. Uh, right. Let's no, go it, with don't, it. it don't sound too badly. Let's, 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 let's go. Girl, let's go. this ain't no okay. time to be pranking doctors. People like too much. <laughs> we need they too, no, they, I know they're a little busy, Carla, but you know, hey. <laughs> this ain't no time. Good prank point. prank Good duty point, call, Carla. baby. Prank duty call. Let's go, get though. Hello? Hello? I'm trying to get uh, Andrea, please. Uh, who's calling? This is Dr. Hendricks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got. How you doing, Doc? How you doing? I'm all right. She's not, Andrea, she's not in right now. It's, uh, you want to leave a message or something? Uh, yeah. I, leave her a message that, I, you know, she came in, she had an appointment this morning. Right, 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 right. Anything okay? Right. Oh, everything's good. Everything's good. You know, I've been Andrea's uh, gynecologist for quite some time now, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, right, right. Okay, well, listen, can, can see if she's able to get back in tomorrow. I need to get one more good look at her. One more good look? Is everything okay? Uh, I just want to check a few things. You know, if I get one more good look, good look at her, I think I'll be fine. One, hmm. Don't y'all do this like once, uh, once or twice a year? And you wanted to come right back to? Is, is everything okay, Doc? You can tell me now. Is everything all right with my wife? Uh, yeah. Well, Greg, right? Yeah. What's up? Talk to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not privy to tell, tell anyone what's going on with her, and there's nothing really serious going on. Okay. So you can relax on that part. But I just want to get one more good look at her, just to be sure. One more good look for what, Doc, if there's nothing serious going on? Well, I, 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 I think... Uh, um, think what? Well, she, she, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine, Greg. Uh, I, hey, man, off, off the record, I'll I, I tell you something, man, and, uh, and I don't really you know, talk like this, but off the record, man, you, you and I, man, we'd be, uh, <laughs> we're the only ones, aren't we? What? What did you say? You and I, we're the only ones, aren't we? The only ones what? What are you talking about? What, what, what are you saying? Well, you know, we, we're the only ones that've seen it, you know? Oh, 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 oh. What, what, what are you saying, Doc? Uh, just, just stating that, you know, off the record, you, you and I, that we're the, we're the, we're the only ones, we're you the, know? We're the only ones what? What, do you, what, do you, what are you saying, Doc? I'm not understanding you. What are you saying? We are the only ones what? Well, well, we, we have, you and I have something in common. I mean, you and I are the only ones that, that's uh, you know, basically seen Andrea. What are you, you know? Wait a minute. That's not a topic of discussion, Doc. What What are you trying to say? What are you saying about my wife? I mean, I, she's amazing, man. I mean, uh. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't need you to tell me about my wife being amazing, Doc. You lost your damn mind. Well, I'm just saying she looks. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. I, I, I don't mean any harm by what you I'm ain't saying. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You ain't supposed to be looking at her in that type of fashion, Doc. What the hell is wrong with you? What type of unprofessional is this here? You tell me my wife is amazing. You lost your damn mind. I can't believe I'm getting a phone call like this. This is the most unprofessionalist I've ever heard. But uh, let's keep in mind, Greg. I, I I wasn't really calling you. I was calling her. You know. Well, you ain't talking to her. You talking to me. And you gonna bring that type of on the phone to me? Have you lost your mind? You okay, gonna well, be a professional, well, listen, Doc. Is, is there a way you can pass the message that I'd like I to come in tomorrow? I ain't passing nothing to her. You hear me? You gonna make me do something crazy to you? 
I don't believe you called me with that type talking about my wife. Me and you and I got something in common. She's amazing. Have you lost your damn mind? Sir, I didn't mean to. I didn't think. I just yeah, well, you being, did. You did. Don't. No, no, no. I was being a little playful with you. I didn't think that was going to. No, this ain't no, this ain't no play. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Hey, who's playing? I'm not playing. Don't you ever. Matter of fact, Doc, I, I need to see you. I need to, I, I need to see, have a session with you. We can talk about this here. You lost your dog on man talking about my wife. Amazing to you. You're the most unprofessional. How she even go to you all these years? Uh, huh? Right, was there any way you can get her to come in so I can get one good look at her tomorrow? No, hell no. She ain't coming down to that little ragged. I'm coming down there. When I come down there, we. Oh no. Matter of fact, I'm on my way down there. You, how long are you gonna be there? We can fit. We can. We can straighten I, this I, out. I've, I've left the office for today. I just wanted to call and see if I could get one good look at her for tomorrow. No, no. There you go again with that one more good gonna look. No, no. Let me tell you one thing, Doc. She ain't coming there to you no more. No more. No. Is she coming back to see you? Uh, well, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to lose a customer. Not, not like I definitely. No, you ain't gonna, lose. you ain't gonna lose a customer. I'm coming there tomorrow. Make me an appointment. You can check my out tomorrow. You see how you like that? Uh, sir, that, that's what? That's not possible. Okay, okay I, possible. I definitely don't. Gonna, oh, I don't want to lose her. Whether you like it I, or not. It's going to hurt me if I lose her as a client. Oh, I don't want to miss seeing her. It's going to hurt you. It ain't going to hurt you that you're losing her. It's going to hurt you when I get there. Don't you worry about her. Okay, don't you Greg, worry about you got, her. Greg, you got to calm down. Okay? I'm calm. I'm, I'm calm. I was being, I was being playful, and I, no, had, I should not no have done play that. You too, too old to be playful. Play I'm seeing you in the morning. First thing in the morning. Okay. What time, uh, what time you get that night? 10 o'clock? Can I ask you something, Greg? Do you have a brother named Tyron? What they got to do with anything? What they got to do with my brother? What they got to do with you? Okay, what I wanted to tell you is this is not Dr. Hendricks. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Tyron got me to prank phone call you. I don't give a who you. I'm coming to see you. What? What'd you say? Tyron did what? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Greg, no. Greg, 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 pull up, take this out. Your brother Tyron. What? Yeah, this is this is nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your brother Tyron got me to prank phone call you. That's what I thought you said, man. Hold on, man. Oh, oh, man, let me sit down for a minute, man. Damn. Oh my goodness, boy, you lost your damn. Hold on, man. You don't, you don't do you don't do no like that, man. Got my wife, y'all. What's my brother? I, I'm going to be talking to him personally. You going to see Tyron tomorrow? I'm going to see him first thing in the morning, man. First thing in the morning. I'm ready to kill everybody. Hell no. Hey, I got to ask you, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Show. <laughs> Go on, man. You crazy. I just want to get one more peek at it. Just one more peek at it. You know what I mean? Tommy, you play you know, me and you, we the... We the only ones that's in scene it, me and you. You know that. I just me. Oh, Tommy. This boy, man. You keep messing with these people. Yeah, this going to be your year. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I got to do it. Montgomery, I'm bringing stupid to you, baby. I'm bringing it there Saturday night. Come get it. Come get it. Stupid is on the way to the Gump. Montgomery Performing Arts Center. So y'all get ready. I'm on the way. Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington Improv. I'm on my way. It's only one night only, one show only. That is April Fools. Wednesday night, the fool will be at the Improv. So get your tickets. It's one night only. Land in the cut is Dayton, Ohio. I will be at the Funny Bone there. And that will be, oh my God, dear. What's the date on that? Let me take a look. April 3rd and 4th. 3rd and 4th. Two nights. Two shows Friday. Two shows on Saturday. The nephew is coming to 
Yeah, all right. And then, um, oh, my God. Did I tell Monica that I am going to Mississippi? Yes, I am. Jackson, Mississippi, at Chuckles. That is Memorial Weekend. Jackson, I'm on the way, babe. Get all, bring all your countries to me. I need all that. All that. Bring all that. If you're cooking that weekend, bring that to me. But I'm in Jackson Memorial Weekend. You don't want to miss the boy. Okay? Yeah. There it is. Okay. All right. All right. You're traveling. You're doing your thing. Yeah. I'm doing my, I think I missed one, but, you know, I'll I, I give it to you later. I did miss one. Get a bodyguard. That's my yeah, advice yeah. to you. Mm. With all oh, these I'm, crazy oh, April, I'm sorry, Shirley. April 10th and 11th. I'm I'm working for the, the bishop. I'm working for T.D. Jakes. It's called a time to laugh. You do not want to miss me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The 10th, I'm in St. Louis. I'm sorry, Bishop. Bishop, I'm sorry. 10th, I am in St. Louis on the 11th. I'm in D.C. A time to laugh. That, what that means when you say bishop, that means clean comedy. Come get it. No cussing a lot. No cussing. All right. It's time for the Strawberry Letter 2 uh, subject. He wants, he wants to tell my fiancé about us. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, dating, work, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. It's just that simple. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read that one right here, right now, today. All right. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he wants to tell my fiancé about us. Dear Stephen Shirley, I have a problem that I hope you can help me sort out because I'm really confused. I have had a fiancé for eight years. She and I have been together since college, and we always plan to get married. But we can't commit to setting a wedding date or planning the wedding. We have been living like a married couple for years. Uh... In December of last year, someone at my job got my attention, and I have a couple of issues with it. First off, I'm not a cheater, and then there's the issue with the person being a male. It all started when he and I went to lunch together one day, and we talked about how much we have in common. He has a longtime girlfriend, so this was all new to him, too. We hung out together for about a month, and after that, I noticed that he was getting clingy and jealous of my fiancé. I told him that I was only trying to get to know him and see if I had any attraction to men. I'm glad Wait, oh, nothing... What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told him that I was only... Only trying to get to know him and see if I had any attraction to men. I'm glad nothing happened between us so I could break it off with him with a clean conscience. When I told him there would be no more dates, he did not take it well. He told me that he had contemplating leaving his girlfriend for me, so of course he's mad at me for leading him on. I never once told him that I would break off my engagement for him. He wants to tell my fiancé about the time he spent with me, but that's nothing but a couple of lunches here and there and us meeting up to shop together. There's nothing to tell, but it's still stressing me out. I can't face either one of them because I never wanted to hurt anyone. Should I tell my fiancé that this guy came on to me, or should I be honest that it was a mutual friendship? What? Okay. You huh. say, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you say in this letter that you're confused. Ooh, I don't want to answer this letter. And, and, <laughs> hang on, Steve. And, and I have to say, I have to, 
I have to say to you, Mr. Letter Writer, that so am I. I'm very confused. Are you saying that you're attracted to men or are you not? Are you saying that? You said you told him you were only trying to get to know him to see if you were attracted to men. That's very confusing because why would you be doing all of this if you weren't attracted to men? And you say he caught your attention at the job. I think you, you know, you're what's called bi-curious, if nothing else, because what would happen when someone else catches your eye? You know, you said nothing happened. You're glad you have a cure conscience and all of that, Uh, you know, but what if someone else catches your eye and you decide to go ahead and cheat on the on your fiance you say you're not a cheater but you know you this is confusing uh this situation was very close with you and this guy but what about next time not to mention the threat of exposing you to your girlfriend you know he said he could do that i mean this is a real messy situation here uh my advice to you is really to sit down and have an honest conversation with your fiance about the fact that you are bi-curious, that you're thinking about it. I think that she deserves to know. She is your fiancé of eight years. You guys have been together since college. And you live with her. You live with this woman. When, I mean, whenever you do decide to set a date uh, for this wedding or, or start planning this wedding, she she has to know, you know, your true feelings and, and let her have the option of whether she still wants to marry you or whether she wants to tell you to go ahead and explore what you want to explore. I mean, she has that right. Okay. Um, I, I think honesty here is the best policy. If you really care about this woman, like you say you do, I would be honest with her and let her know. Steve. Okay. He I wants to tell to my fiance about us. Well, let me just say this right off the dribble. The only reason he got anything to tell your damn fiance is cause of you partner. Mm-hmm. This all this you're doing. What you writing us for? (laughs) You set up and tricked out this whole mess. Dear Steve and Shirley, don't, don't, don't ask me. Because, see, I'm telling you right now, I I don't know none of these terms Shirley be using. And I want to ask, before I even answer this question, I want everybody to understand that my answer is coming from the eyes and the mindset of a 63-year-old black man that don't know nothing about all of this. I just know what I know, and that's how I'm going to answer the letter. So forgive Mm. me if I say anything might be politically incorrect. I ain't trying to be funky, but I'm just going to tell the truth in this letter. Help me sort this out. I'm really confused. Damn right. I've had a fiance for eight years. She and I have been together since college, and we always plan to get married, but we can't commit to setting a wedding date or planning the wedding. You know why? Because you ain't committed to who you are yet. That's why you can't get settled on a date or no damn wedding. We've been living like a married couple for years. In December of last year, someone at my job caught my attention. The hell you mean caught your attention? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dog, what do that mean, dog? Just as a man, if somebody at my job catch my attention, I already know what that is. So what the hell you mean? Somebody at my job caught my attention, and I have a couple of issues with it. For what? First off, I'm not a cheater. And then there's the issue with the person being a male. Hey, hold up, dog. You keep calling them issues, but all this is stuff that you're doing. Go 
going on? These ain't oh, issues. Your fine. ass is the issue. Yeah, yeah, and you can't do this to your fiance. You Man, cannot. Come on, just give me All the right. rest of this. We'll come have on. part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, he wants to tell my fiance about us. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letters subject. He wants to tell my fiancé about us. Once again, and the only reason he want to tell the fiancé something is because you gave him something to tell. Well, of course, Uh we didn't know at the first that it's a he, but here we go, though. And then he opened the letters with, I'm really confused. That's an understatement. Yeah. I've had a fiance for eight years. She and I have been together since college, and we always plan to get married, but we can't commit to setting a wedding date or planning the wedding. You know why, dog? Because you can't commit to who you are, and you can't commit to when you're going to be whoever it is you are. We've been living together like a married couple for years. Now, in December... Somebody at his job caught his attention. And I have a couple of issues with it. First of all, I'm not a cheater. Okay, well, it's good to know that. And then there's an issue with the person being a male. Wait a minute, hold up, partner. Didn't you just say somebody at your job caught your attention? Shirley, didn't he say that? Yeah, he absolutely said it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so how that's an issue? See, you created the issue. The dude at the job caught your attention. He ain't got no issue. This your issue, partner. And the only reason I'm saying this issue is because you said it was an issue. It all started when, when he and I went to lunch together. Now, watch how this is phrased. He and I went to lunch together one day, and we talked about how much we have in common. I ain't never went to lunch and had no talking to a dude like that. I ain't never went to lunch with no dude talk about all we got in common. I swear to God, I ain't. We never said that like that. No. <laughs> See, what is you all up in here talking about? What's my favorite drink and all this here? Hold up, dog. And then we talked about how much in common. Now, here's the next trick line. He has a longtime girlfriend, so this was all new to him, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because you said that somebody on the job caught your attention. It happened to me, a male. So when y'all went out to lunch, this was all new to him, too. Somebody lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody lying in this letter. Two dudes sitting around talking about how much they got in, com- in, in, in common with each other. Both of them got girlfriends, and this new to both y'all. <laughs> Partner, miss me with this here. This ain't no first time, partner. Caught your attention. Caught your attention. Dog, this ain't the first time a man caught your attention. If you like men, this ain't the first time he caught your attention. You've been with the girl in college eight years. A lot of men that caught your attention. You lying, dog. He got a long-time girlfriend, so this was new to him, too. We hung, here we go. We hung out together for a month, and after that, I noticed he was getting clingy. Clingy? Hey, dog, let me, let me explain something to you. That's, that's holy. Ain't no, I'm just telling you, this six, three-year-old dude talking. What the hell you mean you getting clingy with me? Clingy? Where you going with? Partner, where, where we going with this? What is your arm against my arm for? And then getting jealous of your fiance. Dog, this is my girl. But y'all both know what's happening. I told him that I was only trying to get to know him and see if I had any attraction to men. What? Somebody caught your eye on the job. 
that's you are already attracted. You didn't go out with him to see if you had attraction to men. You attracted to men, dog. I'm glad nothing happened between us so I could break it off with him with a clean conscience. When I told him there would be no more dates, he didn't take it well. What are you getting mad for? Bruh, something happened. Dog, something happened for another man to get mad at you for breaking off dates. Y'all did something. Why are you trying to figure out if you was attracted? <laughs> he told me he had contemplated leaving his girlfriend from me. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You a man, and you dating a dude with a girlfriend, and you got a girlfriend, and he tells you he was thinking about leaving her for you. For what? <laughs> y'all just talking, seeing if y'all got anything in common. Partner, man, don't you lying to me, though. Uh, so, of course, he's mad at me for leading him on. W- wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Leading him mm. on. Y'all was just talking. Remember, mm. y'all was just having stuff in common. I never once told him that I would break off my engagement for him. Dog, that's because y'all did something. He wants to tell my fiance about the time he spent with me. Okay, if y'all was just talking, what's it to tell? But that time he spent with you, y'all did something, dog. But that's nothing but a couple of lunches here and there and us meeting up to shop together. Partner, when have I ever met up with one of my homies to <laughs> shop together? Mm. Boy, boy, come on. Tommy. Yes, sir. You want to meet up and go shopping? Hell no. Kill, you want to come shopping with us? For what? Hell no. <laughs> okay. All right, Steve, thank you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 after the hour, guess what? Steve just told me he has a part three to today's Strawberry Letter. He's not done. He is not done. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your homeboy ain't got on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the subject is he wanted to tell my fiancé about us. He wants to tell my fiancé about us. Steve has part three coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, what you got? Let me say this about this letter. This dude just had this curiosity with this other guy at the job to find out if he had an attraction for men. Yes. When you just clearly said somebody caught your eye at the job. So it's obvious you have attraction for men. Okay, bro, that's your life. Go do it. Now, you done told him y'all breaking it off, but now you saying he mad because y'all spent some time together and he was thinking about leaving his girlfriend for you. But you never told him you'd leave your fiancé for him. And now he wants to go tell your fiancé about the time y'all spent together. Well, if y'all was just having lunch and shopping, he can go tell that. But see, bruh, something else happened. Because you said in the letter, what really threw me off was when you said in the letter, there's nothing to tell, but it's stressing me out. I can't face either one of them because I never wanted to hurt anyone. Should I tell my fiance that this guy came on to me? Mm. Or should I be honest that it was a mutual friendship? Hold up, partner. (laughs) You finna go in here and tell your fiance that a guy came on to you? Or should you tell her that it was a mutual friendship? Either way, you gonna have to tell her the damn truth. Don't you mess this girl's life up, leading her down this uh, garden path that she got something that she don't really have. 
You like men, dog. Go on and get you a man. Don't play this girl out no more. So talking about should I tell him that he came on to me or it was a mutual friendship? No, 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 dog. Somebody job caught your attention. See, don't hmm. lie on the dude. Cause when you lie on him, he gonna tell the truth and help. It was a mutual friendship. It was just two dudes having lunch together and shopping. And shopping. That's what shopping. that was supposed to be. Shopping. Y'all was just shopping, remember? Mm-hmm. But y'all wasn't just shopping. Y'all was trying to see if you had an attraction to men, and you do. No, that's your life. It's all good. Just go do you. But don't drag this girl down this dark pathway, because you're wrong for that. You like men, go get men, dog. Do cool. you. Do you, dog. Junior, you ain't never caught my attention. I just want you to know that right now. Down, down here at the dog. job. Yoshi, <laughs> all the times you done caught my attention. I can't even see you. <laughs> but all the times you done caught my attention is because I realized just how ignorant your ass was. Ignorance has caught my yeah. attention. You ain't never not, not him. You had on a pair of shoes one time I liked. But you like him in it. That's about it. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine what they would look like in a 13, so I just said, forget it, that little size six. I ain't. All right, mm. coming up at the top of the hour, a man leaves a job interview after he's been kept waiting for 35 minutes. The internet applauds him. <laughs> we'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today's office topic, guys, uh, listen to this, okay? Miguel O recently revealed on LinkedIn social media that he went to a job interview that kept him waiting 35 minutes. So guess what? Somebody say what? 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 I said it. What? Uh, Thank you, Carla. He left. (laughs) (laughs) He left. He, He left? He left. 35 minutes he waited for a job interview. They didn't come. He left. Uh, But he didn't just leave because they were late. He notes that it was more about how he was treated by HR during that extended wait time. Twice the head of HR walked into the lobby. He shared. Twice she missed an opportunity to simply acknowledge him. No good morning. No, we're running a little behind. Absolutely no greeting. Miguel says if he got even the simplest of acknowledgement, he would have gladly waited. But instead, he simply explained why he was going and left. It was a feeling of not being equal, he said. My time not being respected. To make matters worse, he eventually got a call explaining what happened from an entry-level employee, with Miguel noting it should have come from the HR person herself. Miguel's post received over 23,000 reactions, with many people supporting his decision to leave. Now, here's a question for you guys. Do you think Miguel made the right decision to leave? Do you think that? What do you, what, what, what's your response well, to that? Well, he must have a savings. Okay. <laughs> you want the job, You better right? talk, Junior. Because <laughs> my ass would have still been sitting there. Hell, I need Wait, no, job. HR. Yeah. He must got a nice savings. Because people who need a job don't let I get there with you. You can walk by as much as you want. Junior, listen to me. You are not going to respect, disrespect Miguel, okay? I, I, I don't I'm, care who you are, and I don't I, care if I don't have a dime yeah, in the bank. Yeah. You well, are not going to disrespect Now, Junior just kept me. it 100, yeah, though. I know. No, no, real, you dog. broke. I don't even, <laughs> hey, right. I need this job. Yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you just got to wait. That's I mean, you what know, I would have done. Just wait, you know? All interviews but, have you waiting. That's normal. 
He got a lot of support. Yeah. He better not go down to the DMV to or who he getting support yeah. from, sir. Well, Other well, people who ain't work. Yeah. Well, for him to be on point, he should. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's just other other lazy ass yeah. people that ain't working. That's what this is. Yeah. If he doesn't like to, well, wait. that might not be that the reason. That might well, not be well, why you know what? To be unemployed, he got a lot of demands. Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. Now his patience is short. He didn't, yeah. She didn't acknowledge me. The, and this is why he <laughs> hasn't been working in a long time. <laughs> My time ain't respected. Stringer, this is Has your she segment. I love me. <laughs> got a lot of demands to need a job. Yeah. <laughs> that sound like my mom and my mama house. You sure got a lot of requests to be unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want hamburgers. <laughs> We've all heard that as a kid, right? Oh, oh mama. Everybody. Mm, I don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah, sure got a lot of requests to be unemployed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. So he's still wow. unemployed. But of guess course. what? He has mm. his dignity. You will not yeah. disrespect well, Miguel. How much that pay? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ain't bad dignity. Have you have you had a, a, a bad job experience though, interview wise, Tommy or Junior? Go ahead. Oh, Junior, you, this go is you. you. I'll tell you. I love it. Because mine, I was, I was about four, 15 on my mm-hmm. first job, global video. And I fill out the paperwork. I put it in there. Then they called me back for the interview. And I walked in and the lady said, you black. Like, oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, that's okay. illegal. Like, I was like, okay. Well, So you is Kier supposed to be white? I don't know I what don't she know. thought I was supposed to be. She's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess she was trying to hire me based on the name. <laughs> you got a white uh-huh. name? <laughs> I guess. Because she said, you black. <laughs> I got the job. I didn't leave. But what did you say? I didn't say nothing. I said, yeah, but I need this job. Yeah. yeah so I, do you have any you black jobs? Like Miguel. No, I stayed right there and you got it, leave. too. Got it. That's good. Yeah, my black ass need this job. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Global that video. Yeah, funny. that's the glee show. We was a competition to Blockbuster. I'm mad. I'm mad. You, you're, All right. you're not white. Coming up, more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you been taking precautions for the coronavirus? Washing your oh, hands. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. Let me tell you yeah. something. We're all just I did both in Alabama much. last week. Mm-hmm. I sprayed Lysol on the whole stage before I started. <laughs> did you? How the audience <laughs> react? Uh, they understood. I sprayed yeah. that microphone. I sprayed that seat. I sprayed, and I told let me if catch, let me catch you coughing. You got two coughs, and your ass is out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Security. Wow. Me and Jackie, is... when, when, when me and Jackie make love, we got the mask on now. You can't be just breathing all up on top of me like that. You can't do that. <laughs> is he crazy? He is, I think. I really think he is. So you and your wife, all on me. y'all wear masks when y'all... Yes, ain't no, we can't be spreading that right there. You don't get quarantined. Carla. <laughs> this is what you call quarantine. We are isolated. But that's anyone... you don't think that's safe sex, Carl? Had a man? <laughs> you practice this safe sex <laughs> behavior. Oh my goodness. Man. <laughs> 
Well, listen, yeah. uh, just take the precautions that, you know, educate yourself, make sure you wash your hands, do all of that, okay? We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some more trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending political news, Donald Trump is at it again. The president tweeted, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren single-handedly destroyed the Bernie Sanders campaign by stripping voters away from his count back on Super Tuesday. He lost states that he easily would have won if she had dropped out three days earlier. The DNC is doing it to Bernie again. Will he get mad? Question mark. Hmm. He wants nothing more than Bernie Sanders to yep. run. All your job should be is getting reelected, but this is part of his strategy. I want everybody to vote, especially African Americans. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand why all of them are courting your vote. Why are they all sitting up in your churches all of a sudden? Why is everybody trying to come up with a way to get to black? Donald Trump has figured it out. If he gets 12% of the African-American vote, he in the White House. You're in. They've yeah, already again. said it. Mm-hmm. So he, he's come up with a slogan called woke. Woke. Yeah, his whole slogan what is, is called thing? woke now. That's called some blacks on his campaign came mm-hmm. up with woke. Mm-hmm. From stay woke. Yeah, stay woke. yeah, for yeah. course, from stay woke, yeah. Bro, mm-hmm. ain't, ain't, there's no white staff member came up with that. <laughs> it was no. try woke. Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> In other trending news, guys, former presidential Democratic candidates Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are both now endorsing Joe Biden, who was, of course, once their rival. Uh, they want him for the Democratic presidential nominee. Uh, also get ready for another Democratic primary uh, delegate showdown, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. They're going to be fighting for delegates in six states, including Michigan, Mississippi and Missouri. So people, please, Steve, come on, do some of that begging right now. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> please, 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 just vote, please, I beg you, please, 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 just vote, baby, I said, I... I want you vote. Please don't vote. Baby, go and vote. Please, please go vote. I'm Baby, I'm begging you to go vote. Please, please go vote. <laughs> Jamming, though. It's, 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 it's a cut. <laughs> Won't you vote? <laughs> please, please go vote. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> that was good, Steve. You gotta get out and vote after that. Thank now you. he poured his heart into that. Yes, be he here did. all week. All right, coming up, the last break of the day. Steve will have some closing remarks for us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back at 49 minutes after the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. It is the last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. Love it, and I know you want to leave us with some closing remarks, Steve. You know, um, last night when I finished up Family Feud, I was talking to the audience. And um, 
we were talking about um, hanging in there, and uh, one of the audience members was saying that they feel underqualified because they work around and live around a lot of people with education. And education is important to a lot of people and in a lot of fields. And uh, please know, education is really, really great to have. I'm not knocking it in any shape, form, or fashion, so please don't misunderstand me. But I was asking this person, were they good at school? And they said, no, never have been. And they asked them just what they want to be in life. Do you have to go to school? They said, not really. And so that kind of troubled me a little bit because I was ended up talking to a person who was trying to shape who they really wanted to be and who they saw themselves becoming, but were trying to shape it in the image of other external people on the outside and around him. And I, I began to talk to this guy, and I, I tried to uh, enlighten him to some things. You know, education is important, and you should get as much as you can. But you can become successful without an education. Now, understand something. If you want to be a doctor, dentist, lawyer, you know, you want to work in certain branches and fields, of course, you, have, you can't be a teacher without an education. You can't be a professor without one. can't be a lawyer, doctor, dentist, scientist. You, there are things that require an education. But if your imagination has you somewhere else, Stop letting other people try to put you in the box that they came out of. There are some people that no matter how you talk to them, if you don't do it they way, then you ain't doing it the right way. I cannot even begin to tell you how many people have tried to talk me off of the path I was on when clearly God had put me on another path. I tried to go to college. I did. I've never been a great student. Once again, understand me now, I'm not knocking education because I tell people all the time, I admire people who climb the corporate ladder through education, who climb the educational field. That is like amazing to me because that's not a skill set I have. But I can't tell you how many people have tried to talk me off my path. Do you know one time a lady once told me at a major institution that if you want to rep this institution, you're going to have to go back to college. And I said, go back to college for what? And they said, because it would make a better statement if you were a college graduate yourself. And I wasn't being arrogant or anything, but I was looking at this lady trying to figure out what better statement could I make than crawling out of homelessness, putting my faith and trust in God, and asking God to rescue me from all the mistakes I've made, watch him do it, climb as well. Now, I may not be up there where you think I ought to be, and I may not talk the way you think I ought to talk, but the God I serve delivered me from so many mistakes I had made, college being one of them. What better testament, what better story can I tell? Don't let people put you in the box just because that's the box that they jumped out of. That ain't your box. That ain't your route. That ain't your journey. That ain't your ticket. You have got to put your faith in God and understand that all of us are on a different journey in life. 
ain't nobody traveling the exact same path and the exact same footsteps as nobody. I have admired so many people in this world. I have tried to pattern myself after certain people in this world. But no matter how hard I try, I have found no one who has taken the exact same footsteps as me. And that don't make them better than me, less than me. It just ain't no two people taking the exact same footsteps. Look, I admired Richard Pryor. I admired Muhammad Ali. I admired Martin Luther King. I admired Michael Jordan. I admired Gandhi. I admired Mother Teresa. I admire Bishop T.D. Jakes. I admire Bishop Geddes. I admire Joel Osteen. I admire Bishop Kenneth Olmer. I admire Donnie Kirk Kirkland. I admire a lot of people. But their footsteps ain't mine. Not the exact footsteps. I can learn from some things they've all taught me. I can learn from some things I've watched them do. But at the end of the day, this is your journey. Your journey as, is as unique as your fingerprint. And that's how special God made each and every one of us because we all got a different fingerprint. It's billions, over 7 billion people in this world. Ain't no two people got the same fingerprint. So how the two of you going to take the same steps? You better, you better listen to this. It ain't your journey. It ain't your path. Get on your path, get on your journey, get on your faith, get on your knees, and accomplish your job, your dreams. Make your dreams come true. Follow your heart, follow your goals, follow your imagination. God is good and he can get you there. And nowhere does it say a man without an education shall fail. It says a man without a dream or a vision shall perish. Dust them off, handle your business. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a great weekend. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 